Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 753. The Flash Workout, How to Gain Superhuman Speed, part two, by Mike Insko with nerdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, your narrator of blogs covering health and fitness. I read to you from some of the most popular blogs out there, with permission from the authors, of course. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So, if you're new here, definitely check out yesterday's episode first. That's episode 752. Now, before I get to today's post, it's the middle of the week, so we're due for a little inspiration. Quote, The beginning of a habit is like an invisible thread, but every time we repeat the act, we strengthen the strand, add to it another filament, until it becomes a great cable and binds us irrevocably, thought and act. Orison Sweat Martin. So today's post is going to finish this idea of sprinting and using that to build superhuman speed. For some of us, that might not be a habit just yet, but that's okay, because maybe by the end of today's post, you'll think about trying this new behavior, and if you stick to it, it'll become a habit. But let's first get to part two and continue optimizing your life. The Flash Workout, How to Gain Superhuman Speed, Part 2, by Mike Insko with nerdfitness.com. Corners and straightaways, C and S. If you have a 400-meter track close by, this workout is very handy. C and S is an interval workout with a one-to-one work-to-rest ratio. In this case, sprinting 100 meters, that's the work, and then walking 100 meters for your rest. On a 400-meter track, this means you'll sprint on the corner and then walk on the straightaways. You can switch it around so you're sprinting on the straightaways and walking the corners too. The most common approach to this training is to do two laps sprinting the corners and then two laps sprinting the straightaways. That way you end up doing eight 100-meter sprints and they're evenly split between the corners and straightaways. 60 120s. 60-120s are another method of playing with the work-to-rest ratios. All you need is an open area and a stopwatch. After warming up, you will sprint for 60 seconds and then walk or slowly jog as a recovery for 120 seconds. This gives you a work-to-rest ratio of 1 to 2 and will allow you to recover a bit more in between sets. Personally, this is my favorite method when on a beach or when I can't find a track. Don't false start. Don't go Leroy on us. When is the last time you ran? How much extra weight are you carrying? Are you just starting to get into fitness or have you been in the game for some time? 
Just like you wouldn't walk into the gym for the very first time and try to squat 1,000 pounds, you shouldn't head out to the track or the field or the beach and start doing 100-meter time trials. Sprinting requires you to put a lot of force into the ground, and if you're not strong enough or conditioned enough, you can hurt yourself before you get any of the benefits. A good sprint workout will leave you feeling refreshed, not beaten down. So don't chase soreness or judge the effectiveness of the workout by how hard it is to walk the next day. Sprinting is simple, but you can still get injured if you skip the warm-up or take the wrong approach. Follow these tips and you'll be playing tag with the flash in no time. High intensity, low volume. Sprinting is high intensity. Please don't leap out of your chair and go do 15 sprints of 100 meters with only 30 seconds rest. That amount of volume right away is unrealistic and unsafe. You wouldn't run a marathon without working up to it, so don't go crazy with sprinting until you've built a base. 75% to 85% intensity is enough to give you a workout while still allowing your muscles and nervous system time to recover. Think speed before fatigue. The majority of a sprint workout is going to be spent resting in between sets. This is hard for some people to grasp at first, myself included, but is necessary for getting the training benefits. The longer rest periods allow your muscles to replenish the locally stored energy and your nervous system to work efficiently. When you decide to take shorter rest periods between sprints, you don't allow either of these two things to happen. Incomplete rest can cause you to compensate for tired muscles, reinforce bad running mechanics, and if you're very unlucky, cause a muscle pull. These workouts are just as much of a test of patience as they are a test of your speed. Get loose. Without a proper warm-up, you're asking to get injured. Sprinting is a full body movement, and to do it efficiently requires the whole body to be warm, loose, and primed to do some serious work. Jumping jacks, seal jacks, bodyweight squats, squat to stand, mountain climbers, push-ups, push-up pluses, and Xs are the least that I do before any type of training. There is no reason to not warm up before hitting the track. Ease into it. Jumping rope is a safe alternative if you're hesitant to jump into sprinting. It's low impact, but still plyometric, and a fantastic full body workout. From there, you can mix in slow striders, gradually accelerating for 50 up to 150 meters until you feel comfortable doing full sprints. You can start with interval training too. Injuries are no bueno. Trying to come to a complete stop within two feet of crossing the finish line is the second fastest way to injure yourself, right after skipping the warm-up. If you've ever watched a collegiate or Olympic sprinter, they run through the line and gradually slow down, sometimes taking as much as 75 meters extra to come to a complete stop. You should do the same. Unless you're attempting to break a world speed record, there isn't much reason to worry about an explosive start like you see in competition. Use a standing start or take a few lead-in steps in place of starting from a dead stop. Bang. There's nothing more natural than feeling the air rush past your face as you pick up speed. On the beach, in the woods, on the field, on the court, up the side of a massive hill, it's too easy to find a place to knock out some sprints and make it part of your routine. Don't overthink it. Pick a day or two each week and just run fast. You just listened to part two of the post titled The Flash Workout, How to Gain Superhuman Speed by Mike Insko with nerdfitness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I'm so glad that Mike talked about how to prevent injury. When you do high-intensity exercises, kind of like I mentioned yesterday in my commentary, it can be easier, theoretically, to get injured. But that's only if you're not using proper form, and as Mike mentioned, not doing a proper warm-up. Even if you're going to the gym just to lift weights, or if you're doing bodyweight exercises at home, everything should be preceded by a warm-up. Always start with a warm-up. This is because it actually causes your muscles and your body to get warm, hence the name, and therefore decreases the chance for injury. It's like preparing your muscles for the larger workout that's to come. And like I said yesterday, if you think these high-intensity exercises are something you'd like to try, definitely get your doctor's approval first. And if sprinting seems too intimidating, well then instead, walk as fast as you can for 100 meters, and then walk slowly as your recovery period, and then repeat. Walk as fast as you can for another 100 meters, and then walk at your normal pace for your recovery period. The goal is to get your muscles to work in a unique way, a way that they're not used to, but this all needs to be done safely. And so walking more rapidly will still trick your muscles into doing something they're not used to doing, and therefore will still provide some benefits, and it's gonna get your heart rate up, which will likely make it stronger. Now, I'll use these same principles, but not just when I'm running or walking. I'll do this on the row machine, for example. I might do a one-to-one or one-to-two work-to-rest ratio, or I'll do this on the bike. You can apply these same concepts anywhere. So get creative, increase the intensity when it's right and safe for you, and then enjoy the results. All right, before I go, if you're looking for accountability with your diet and fitness habits, a Facebook group can help with that. And we have one for the podcast where you're welcome to post and meet like-minded people. You can find that at oldpodcast.com slash Facebook, or just search for Optimal Living Daily Podcasts on Facebook and request access to join. All right, that's it for today. I hope you're having a great week so far. Thank you as always for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.